0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you that right now in the mighty name of Jesus, no depression, no anxiety, no heaviness can remain in Jesus' name. Mind be free in Jesus' name. Emotions Emotions come into line with the word of God in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. The devil is defeated and Jesus is victorious. And we are joint heirs with him. We have his victory. We give you praise and honor for it in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, why don't you find one person at least tell them you look like you've got the victory. And you can be seated. Thank to the worship team, Hallelujah! Thank you all. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Well, Hallelujah! You know this. We of course we had winter Bible seminar. Seems like it was yesterday and five years ago. I don't know. It's at the same time. You know, as, as those things happen. What a great time we had in the Word of God. All of the all of the services, some of you, if you weren't able to come to the daytime services, some of those 8.30 and 9.30 services, uh, well, all of them were great, but just life-changing material from the Word of God and so proud of our Rama instructors that uh, uh, taught those sessions and of course the 10.30 and nighttime services, what a wonderful, wonderful, blessed time that we had and I don't know if we realize how honored, how much of an honor it is, God has honored us to place us here in this part of the body of Christ and for all of us to be part of the host church, the mother church, if you will, of uh, this great ministry that is all over the world. This last week, had the, I had the uh, great honor to be part of the International Rama Campus directors and uh, staff, key staff and volunteer meeting. And uh, we had 150 some folks from around the world that were uh, in these meetings for three days, we met down in the RMA uh, and had time together and talked about a lot of great things, uh, sometimes you know it's not just all spiritual things, a lot of things, but just just to get together with them and to realize that uh, there is, there is a, a move of God in the earth today that has start, that started in, that started i 'm going to tell you when it started, and it started uh, for our part of it in 1950. In the spring of that year in Houston, Texas, when the Lord spoke to Brother Hagin by an authoritative voice and said, Go teach my people faith. I've allowed you to learn faith both by example and precept through the word. Now you go and teach my people faith. And that word is still alive today. That word that God spoke to Brother Hagin, because Brother Hagin immediately recognized I'm only one man, I can't do it alone. And so that mandate on a part of the body of Christ, how many of you know there's a lot of people doing great things for God all over the world? But God put us here with this part of the body of Christ. And it all, not only we, the reason that we're teaching and we, the reason that we have this mandate was not only that, but also to do our part to hasten the coming of the Lord. And what does that mean? To quicken it. By what? By winning the loss, by preaching this gospel all over the world. Now, I want us tonight to look at a couple of familiar verses, but I want us to re-energize ourselves. I want us to catch a fresh hold. I like what brother Doug Jones says. If you want to, if you want to do something and be involved with what God is doing today, how I many you know God is interested in people coming to Jesus Christ? He doesn't care who they are. The blood's been shed for them. He doesn't care what they look like. Amen. He doesn't care if they're young or if they're like, Dylan thinks I'm old, but that's all right. Got to call you out on that one. He asked me if I've ever dismissed any old people from Ramah, you know, like in their 50s. Everybody over 50, stand up. Just look at Dylan over there. Uh huh. All of us old people. Glory to God, you can sit down. Uh, praise the Lord. Now, if you don't have any fun, you're not living right. You're not living for God, I'm going to tell you that. But anyway, it doesn't matter, you know, ever how old you, uh, ever how how much more experience you have in life. It doesn't matter. The blood of Jesus is for everybody, and salvation belongs to everyone. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord. But uh, I want to Kind of re-energize us just here in the short time we have. But, But then also, to come at it from this way. Listen, every one of us is not called to be a preacher. Yet every one of us is called to be a part of the great commission to go into all the world. So, you know, in thinking about this, this is what got me thinking about this again with our international campuses. You know, we are at 288 approved campuses right now around the world, including this one here. And uh, with that, right now there's over 7,000 people involved, either employed or, or volunteer, whatever the case might be, to make those campuses work, all right? 7,000. So at the most, there's 288 directors. That's at the most, and some of them are directors over more than one. But at the most, there's 288. But how many others are there without whom the work could not be, get done? without whom the Great Commission could not take place. So I want to right now remove the pressure that I've got to be the next Kenneth Hagin or, right? Or be the next, you know, uh, great, I've got to be the next T.L. Osborne, I've got to be the next whoever, I've got to be the next whatever it is. You just have to be what God called you to be. All right? But that doesn't mean that I don't do anything, that I don't have an important part pastor has a great book out there called called of God. I would suggest that you get a hold of it called of God. It's a great book on how that everybody, and I know there's a, uh, there's a, a teaching uh, one service. He did it here. Every, every member, a minister. Uh, I do remember that that's available out there to listen to, but called of God we're not going to necessarily talk about necessarily all the aspects of that, but for every one of us is called of God. Every one of us has gifts from God. And every one of them is to be employed in the Great Commission. So you have a place. And I'm going to tell you this right now. You have a place in what God is doing through this part of the body of Christ. I don't know why, but whenever I think of our part of the body, I always think of the elbow. I don't know why. just kind of a—but you know, if you're supposed to be part of the elbow and— You know, it's part of, you know, it's a, it's a joint that moves and does all kinds of, you know, things. It's great to have an elbow that works, right? But if you're part of the elbow and you're down in the ankle, you're out of place. It still moves around and it moves, you know, it's got that, but you're, you're working against the body of Christ instead of helping it. Amen. There's a whole nother thing on that. But uh, Matthew 28, verse 18 says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now most, uh, more modern translations will say authority there because that's the the word there. Go ye therefore, everybody say go. Go "Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Now, here's the New Living Translation. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Now, that word nations, I'll just bring this out now, means every people group, every ethnos. Hallelujah. How many of you know heaven and the body of Christ is is a diverse body? You know, there's not one cell in this natural body that's the same. There's not one person in the body of Christ that's the same. Amen. How many of you have got, you've got children or, or maybe you're a child that looks like, maybe you look close. To, you you kind of resemble somebody in your family. Anybody like that? You know what I'm saying? But you know, unless, and even, even sometimes that what we call identical twins aren't necessarily actually 100%. There might be a little variance there. But there's nobody in the body of Christ that's identical. We are strong through our diversity. Hallelujah. Listen, I can tell you this right now by experience. We don't need another me in the body of Christ. You didn't want me to use you as an example, did we? No, I know we don't need another me. We need you. We need you doing your part. He goes on here to say, Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And to be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 16. Now, who was that? That was given to everybody, right? And notice that he said for them, those eyewitnesses of his of his life and of his resurrection, those that were there at that time, he said, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. Now I hear people say sometimes, well, you know, God just told them, God told the apostles, you know, go heal the sick, do this, but that doesn't apply to us. Well, then that verse should be taken out of the Bible because Jesus said, go teach them to observe all the commands that I've given you. Every one of us. All right. Now look what it says here in Mark 16, verse 15, King James First, And he said, go ye into all the world. Everybody say go. I want to talk about that in just a minute. And preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. How many believers in here this this evening? All right. I didn't say these signs shall follow Pastor Bill, even though they shall. But they follow him. They follow me. They follow you because we're believers. All right. They shall in my name, so it's in the name of Jesus, not in Tad's name, not in Paul's name, not in Brother Hagin's name, but in the name of Jesus, shall cast out devils, shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Pastor Craig talked about that a while back, about how he's not, you know, he's not it's not a snake handling uh, you know doctrine here. It talks about like what happened to Paul there in the book of Acts. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. Here in the new living. And then he he told them, "Go, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. What kind of news is it? Amen. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe they will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven, sat down at the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Glory to God. Now look in Acts chapter 1, please. Acts chapter 1. So we've got the commission to go. To go. And, uh, uh, but what about that? To go. Well, some folks, you know, I want to say this, you know, we we shouldn't be looking to go to some far away destination and if we're not willing to go next door. Amen. But on the other hand, if God does send you somewhere else and you, and you haven't met your neighbor, neighbor yet, that doesn't mean you're disqualified. But you know, there's a lot of part of the body of Christ that will never go to another nation, will never go on what so-called uh, what we would call a missions trip, you ever thought about that sometimes, you know? What if somebody came to the United States and said, we're here on a missions trip to the United States, you know? You've got to watch. Wait a minute. That offends me. You think we've got problems here? Why, you have to come from another country? That's why we've got to make sure when we do go that we don't go with that in mind, you know? Amen. <laughs> That's a whole other thing, but I'll, I'll get off of that. Right, verse 8, familiar, right? But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The new living says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, that's your hometown, Judea, that's your home area, Samaria, that's those folks in the other state you don't like that much, and the ends of the earth, that's all over the world. But notice, everybody gets covered. Now, why? Because we're full of the Holy Ghost. Baptized with the Holy Ghost. The second great work of the Holy Ghost. He's in every believer. He's in us. But yet, he wants to come upon us and empower us. Be endued. That means infused. Not just upon, but I mean uh, the power working throughout every part of us. That what kind of power? Well, it's that dunamis power. Kind of the Greek, but it's like this. It's that, it's that, it, it's kind of like that dynamite. I like to think of it this way. Back when I was growing up, we used to, now in, in, I grew up in the state of Illinois, you couldn't, you could shoot off fireworks there, but you couldn't buy them. So we would, we drove down to Alton, Illinois, went across the river into Missouri, bought all the fireworks we wanted and carried them back, and nobody cared. Teenagers, they're selling us at my cousins and I, we go to, no, they sell us everything. And there was this little, little stick of dynamite called an M80. All right. It wasn't like a firecracker. Okay. You could light this thing and throw it in a pond. It, but here's the thing. When that thing blew up, things changed. And that's the kind of power this is. It's the power that changes things. It's the power that breaks the power of the darkness over the lives and over the spirits and over the minds of men and women out there in the name of Jesus. It's that kind of power that he wants us to be endued with. And when we do, we're going to not do witnessing, we're going to be witnesses. All right? So that tells me this, every member of the body of Christ. And of course, every one of us, and so let's, and, and, and you know, in the body of God, it's general. So, and, but God, you know, there's a specific function for the elbow again, right? Well, in our part of the body, now we, we preach the gospel message, yes. But you've heard pastors say, there's some things that we don't do because God never told us to do that. And, and you have to be careful that way. You can bankrupt yourself doing good things for the Lord. You can bankrupt yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and financially doing something that's good, but if God didn't tell you to do it, you end up paying for it yourself. And I'm going to tell you right now, no one, there's not anybody that's called, that has a calling of God on your life that God's called you to that you can do yourself. You're going to have to have God's help and you're going to have to do it with other people. There's no lone wolves in the body of Christ. You know, we like to see the wolf, woo, you know, out there howling at the moon, but that wolf's going to die unless he gets part of a pack because they don't, they don't work well alone, right? You know, I like to watch some of these, these wildlife shows and, uh, you know, the predators and the, and I'm still trying to get that guy to check, to pronounce dynasty correctly. He keeps saying Dynasty. Some of, you know, some of you know who I'm talking about. All right. But it's, I'm like, D Y N, dynasty? All right, whatever. <laughs> Have your way, brother. All right. But I want to go to 1 Samuel chapter 30 tonight, just to kind of show you something that's a principle that is a principle of, the, of God. God came through David, but yet David made it a law throughout all of Israel. And it is a principle. (coughs) The reason that it works is because it's from God. And uh, here in 1 Samuel chapter 30, let's read the first couple verses here uh, in the King James Bible. Let's, let's see, let's, uh, uh, let's read the first four verses in the King James here. It said, it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south in Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and, he, and had taken the women captives and were there, that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. Their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. And David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep Now, David's family got taken too. Look at verse 6. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Well, David goes before God and says, what shall we do? Shall I pursue? And God said, go after him. Go after him. Now, he's got 600 men. Now, the reason that this happened was they'd been out fighting battles. And now they came back, and all of their stuff's taken, including—I mean, not just their stuff, but their families are gone. And so, you know, they come back; they're, they're tired, so they go marching after them. All right, and uh, in verse, let's see. let's see here in verse number nine says David went, he and the six hundred men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor or base or whatever, how you'd say it, where those that were left behind stayed. And David pursued, he and 400, for 200 abode behind, which were faint, that they could not go over the brook. They're so tired. They're so worn out. They've had, they've had a hard campaign. They, they've, been, they've been to battle. And then they came back, and they've been grieving. And they're so worn out and fainting that really you they're going to, they're actually, it's going to be better for them to stay behind anyway. We're going to see that, but they, they stay behind. And the 400 with David, David goes and leads. So two thirds of the 600 that he had, he took with him and went. And so God gives them the victory. God gives them a great victory. Look down to verse 21. I'm going to pick this up in the new living, if we will, the new living translation. Then David returned to the brook Besor and met up with the 200 men who had been left behind because they were too exhausted to go with him. They went out to meet David and his men and David greeted them joyfully. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said, they didn't go with us, so they can't have any of the plunder we recovered. Give them their wives and children and tell them to be gone. But David said, no, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. He's kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. Who will listen when you talk like this? We share and share alike those who go to the battle and those who guard the equipment. Now the King James says, it says, uh, but as is his part that goes down, verse 24, to the battle, so shall his part be that tarries by the stuff. They shall part alike. So I'm talking about the Great Commission. And in talking to people, you know, even about our international campus and that, you know, I think that there's a misconception in, in, that gets portrayed that I, that I think is important for us to understand. Not everybody has to go. In fact, the majority won't actually travel. All right? Won't actually travel. But whether you go or you stay by the stuff, the reward with God is the same amen? You know, I've found this, that every time I've tried to do what someone else is supposed to do and not do what I'm supposed to do, it doesn't work, and I cause trouble. I would have been like the 200, right? I'm a drag on the momentum of the battle that's going to bring victory. I'm, I've, I've become a drag, a weight, all right? Now, I know some of you in here are getting ready to go on mission trips this Thursday. I'm not talking about you. That's great. But what I, I want is an overall idea that it's just important, as important. Amen. You know, sometimes we think we think, well, you know, uh, really, what Pastor and Mrs. Hagen have in the, the Hagen family, they they don't have a greater calling, they have a greater responsibility <laughs> than all the rest of us do here at Ramah, right? I mean, they've got a great, great responsibility. Praise the Lord. And I thank God their are to do it. I don't want to do it, right? And I'm not graced. I'm not gifted to do it. I'm gifted to do my part. You see what I'm saying? And so as we stay in our part, you know, Pastor. I heard him years ago at a minister's conference. I was out, out in a different church. We came back to this conference. And he did a message on, he did it, he called it this, the sin of comparitonitis, Amen. Any of you hear that message that he did? I think he's mentioned it here at the church before. But the sin of compare tonight is, I can't, don't ever compare, and I don't know why you would, but don't ever compare yourself with what God's having me do. Don't compare your calling with mine, I won't, and I'm not going to compare myself with you. Paul said they are comparing themselves by themselves, and they are not wise. It's not wise. Now, we can learn from one another. We can watch one another. You know, I got a kick. Pastor got over here to the edge of the stage. there like, Brother Hagin, hey, you don't do it here. You know, I, I don't know if those, how sturdy those rock, those stones are. You wouldn't want one to slip off. I saw Carlos jump up. He was going to run over there and help him. But Brother Hagin did. How many remember that? Brother, and I, what Pastor's talking about, I saw people in preaching lab at Ramah. At Rhema. We're students. 40 years ago. Because I'm old. But 40 years ago... <laughs> Stand there at the edge of the platform in class, twiddling their thumbs like Brother Hagin. Amen. But here's the thing. Every one of you is called to fulfill the Great Commission. But what does that mean? Just do what God's called you to do. Do what God's gifted you to do. And there's a place... Remember, Mrs. Hagen had the, the puzzle. I remember she had the big puzzle pieces and was doing that for a while at prayer, at, during prayer time over in prayer school, everybody, putting the, giving everybody a piece of the puzzle. How many of you have ever done a puzzle and there's a piece missing? How many of you spent hours looking for that piece of puzzle? And if you don't find it, what happens to that puzzle? Garbage. We don't want anyone discarded, we don't want anyone lost. Everybody at Raymond Bible Church needs to be doing whatever God's called you to do, doing your part. And when we do that, we fulfill, all of us together. I don't think it's an individual necessarily, and that's God's be. but I'm talking about this is the corporate go ye. And we don't care who, who actually travels there. We're all going. We're all doing our part, even if we're staying here with the stuff, Right? You know, the, 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 living faith conference team goes out, you know, and, and a lot of folks think, well, how glamorous would that be? Just, okay, go right on the bus for how many, how many hours and see how glamorous that is, you know, but God's called them to go and give to them. well, we're staying here by the stuff. We're praying. We're taking, making sure, making sure there's a church to come back to and a ministry here, Right to reach the world with while they're out doing that, winning people. the Lord. Do you know what? There's no more reward for going there than it is staying here. We all share alike. All right. So don't ever, don't ever let yourself get jealous of what someone else is doing. Don't ever compare yourself by anybody else, but realize when you do what God's called you to do together, we fulfill go ye and we'll see Jesus come back. Amen. And this gospel shall be preached all over the world. And then the end will come. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's all stand up together. Just a little bit from the word to kind of, kind of stir us up to remind us a little bit of what, of what God has called us all to do, to work together, to support. It's such an honor, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've, I just, just personally, just to kind of encourage you, you know, some of you might have it on your heart. You all can come down. Some of you might have it on your heart to go different places. I have, I have, since I graduated from Rhema uh, uh, in 1984, since so graduated, you know, started preaching before that. But, but from that time, I, every position I've had in the ministry has been in a supportive role. A helps minister, if you want to call it that way. I've been helping someone else fulfill what God's called them to do. The whole time, being a part of go teach my people faith, I always felt that was part of it because this is where God sent me. Amen. And I've gotten to go all over the world. and going to go more, I imagine. You know, Lord willing, I don't know, but Lord willing. But I found this, when I try to focus on that and make that, it doesn't work. Just do what God called you to do. Most of us are helps ministers anyway. Especially here at Raymond. We're all helping. All right? Or like I told the class today, I'ma help you, H E P. Let's help each other. That's when you gotta speak real straight to some. I'm gonna help you right now. You ready? I'm gonna help you. But let's all help each other and work together. Glory to God. It's a whole lot, it's a whole lot. Uh, you know, what one can put a thousand, two can put how many? 10,000 we multiply ourselves when we get together so much we could say about this father we just thank you and praise you for the commission that's upon each and every one of us to go into all the world and to see this gospel preached and to make disciples of all nations father we thank you for our pastors we thank you father God for the calling that's upon their life thank you for allowing us to be a part of this part of the body of Christ strengthen us father help us to do our part Father I pray that each one you give each one in here a spirit of, and each one here at Ramah a spirit of wisdom and revelation the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding being enlightened that they might know what is the confident expectation of your divine calling and invitation to participate in what you're doing on the earth today may we all know that so that we take our place and we do our part And we see Jesus come back. We give you glory for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus or you want prayer for anything, ladies, come down to the ladies, men to the men. Uh, They're going to pray with you according to the Word of God. That's where your answer is going to be found anyway. And so come on and talk to them if you need to talk to someone after the service. Let's give our—we have some guests. I know our ushers have already taken care of them with the gift. Let's give them a big hand clap tonight. Our first-time guests, come on back be with us we have services wednesday night hour of power at seven o'clock sunday morning school the bible at uh nine service at ten o'clock and then of course our uh this sunday night service which you're at every sunday at six we clear gentlemen every lady everything all right god bless you you have a called week amen